nobody was telling me anything at that point. My mom was just like, your dad left. Like, that was it. Like, And from there, it's kind of a blur because I, I don't mm-hmm. know if, like, I kind of suppressed all everything that else was happening because I was in such shock. Um, but at some point, my dad put a gun to my mom's head. Oh, wow. And um, threatened her and told her, like, we're going to be that family on the news. You're going to see us on the, your family's going to see us on the news. And I'm going to kill the kids first. Oh and then wow. I'm going to kill my mom, kill, kill, well, kill my mom. And then I'm going to sh- turn the gun on myself is what he had told her. And um, in the whole process of this, I guess my sister had walked in and she's the one that ended up tackling him to the ground. Again, I ha- I had another miscarriage. Um, and, um. This one was different, like, obviously, it hurt, because at this point, like, I knew, like, I knew the devil was going to come after me and put all kinds of lies in my head. YouTube fellow believers fans yeah, yeah, and yeah. subscribers uh it's just Jesse here yeah, with yeah. uh Mr. Casey Case Casey Case yeah right, we're going to kick Tennessee off this next episode of Life Speaks podcast um. we got a very special guest uh but first just some uh some of our sponsors uh shout out to 510 Architect and Design yeah, yeah. Uh, another shout out to Hernandez Drywall yeah, yeah, yeah. uh Potter's House GRA uh. and the Choosing Hope foundation doing big uh, things amen and we'd like to thank all our sponsors for all they they do all of our fans and all of our subscribers uh, as we get into this next episode we got uh pastor and carillo's you. uh wife miss lauren the carillo yes 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 hi miss yes. lauren how are you <laughs> this is miss lauren this is alex's better half uh cj's mommy if y'all CJ's know cj mom. yeah 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 <laughs> amen how you doing miss lauren Amen. Thank God. Praise God. So uh, whenever we get people on here, we would like to uh, get them to take us back. So take us back. Take us back to your childhood, as far back as you can go. So I like to say I was raised by a normal family, <laughs> um, a broken broken home. My um, parents divorced when I was seven. Oh. Um, so going through that was kind of hard because I had saw my family, like, as a comfort, because I was like, uh-huh. that's all I ever knew. Um, my dad was an alcoholic. He um, was very abusive towards my mom. Oh, wow. Um, sometimes my sister. Um, not so much to, to me. I was, a lot of people claim that I was favored, because uh-huh. I was very close to my dad growing up. Um, so, like, when they divorced, it was very hard for me, because I was so used to my dad being there. Um, so when he left, it was kind of like, shocking because my parent my mom and my sister were very close and me and my dad were really close so at that point i felt like so um, you're more closer to your dad than your mom yeah okay um and then too because i mean when you're at that age like you don't really know kind of what's going on like me i can say i was very sheltered as a child like from stuff my sister was very like protective of me Mm. Um, she was a normal sister though. Like she be, would mess with me and mm-hmm. like to bully me and stuff like that. But um, I do remember like times where she tried to shelter me from a lot of stuff that was going on. She was. Nine. What is, what is y'all's age difference? She's um, nine 
nine years older than me. Oh, wow. Okay, so yeah, so that's a pretty big gap yeah. where she yeah. uh, had an idea what was going on. With yeah. Okay. Hey, that's good that she was, you know, sheltering and protecting yeah. you and stuff. Um, but yeah, like, I've, my parents would, you know, they're to me, it was normal. They would fight all the time. Like, dishes would get thrown and stuff like that. But I never thought, like, it was abnormal, abnormal or anything like that. Um, I just thought it was normal, normal household. Um, I came to find out, like, once I was older, like, my mom was not happy in the marriage, and um, oh, okay. she did want to leave at some point, but I never I never saw that, because me and my mom, we weren't close. She uh-huh. gravitated towards my sister, but probably because she knew, like, a lot of stuff. So, um, once my parents were divorced, um, my dad just kind of faded. Um, so. That's okay. He just kind of disappeared. And it was hard for me because, because I was close to him. So I felt like really abandoned. Oh. Um, and then because because my sister and my mom were so close, it was I felt always like like kind of like the black sheep. Because uh-huh. I wasn't close to them. Or sometimes because I was the younger one and I was easier to... Um, kind of control they would kind of gang up on me oh wow um and my mom was not authoritative at all like that was my dad's role so my dad left she kind of pushed that on my sister my sister was the one who would discipline me oh wow she would she would spank me and stuff like that um and my mom was just kind of like there Uh. um I know, um, like, my dad did try to, like, see us, um, but there was stuff that went on the last night that they were, like, he was in the house that was, um, I wasn't aware of. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad, like I said, my dad was abusive, um, so apparently on the last night that he was in our household, um, my, I guess my mom was planning to leave him. Um, and he, I guess, walked in on her, like, getting all the stuff Mm -hmm. together, and, um, he, um, got really mad. Obviously, they got into a fight. I don't know if he knew my sister was there, um, but at some point, my dad put a gun to my mom's head. Oh, wow. And, um, threatened her and told her, like, we're gonna be that family on the news. You're gonna see us on the, your family's gonna see us on the news, and I'm gonna kill the kids first, oh and then wow. I'm gonna kill my mom. Kill, kill, well, kill my mom, and then I'm gonna sh- turn the gun on myself. Is what he had told her. And um, in the whole process of this, I guess my sister had walked in, and she's the one that ended up tackling him to the ground, and um, getting a hold of the gun. Oh wow! Well, Man. he he ended up taking off, and somehow the cops were called. And how old, how old was she at the time when she did this? My sister? And yeah, because she was still a My little girl. My sister was 16. 16, so oh, wow. I was seven, so yeah, she was 16. Um, I just, I, I wasn't obviously there at that moment. I think my mom had planned for me to go to a sleepover. Mm. And I remember coming back the next, the next day, um, and things were kind of like shuffled around the house. Like it looked like there was a fight. But I remember walking because the hallway to our 
all of our bedrooms was like an L shape. And I remember walking back and going to my room and um, everything was like, all my clothes were thrown out. My dressers, um, the drawers were like broken. Some of them were broken and like thrown out. And then there were some that were just like not on the like track thing. Mm -hmm. And um, I remember because my dad had some of his clothes in my closet because I didn't have like a lot of clothes. And um, I remember going in there because it was all a mess and um, seeing that all his clothes were gone. Um, and I was so confused because, like, nobody was telling me anything. Like, I just kind of walked in on it. And I just kind of thinking, like, what the heck is going on? Like, and I noticed his clothes were gone. So I was like, okay, like, nobody was telling me anything. At that point, my mom was just like, your dad left. Like, that was it. Like. And from there, it's kind of a blur because I, I don't know if, like, I kind of suppressed all everything else was happening because I was in such shock. Um, but I just remember, like, vague moments of my dad coming and going kind of, like, visits. Like, I remember once we were, um, like, they were their divorce was finalized a year later. And I remember having to, like, go visit him because he would have, like, every other weekend. But I only remember one one visit with him that me and my sister went. And um, at that time, he um, he had already had a girlfriend. Um, and I remember her because he introduced her as, like, his friend. Like, this is my lady friend. I'm like, mm. I'm young, but I wasn't, like, stupid. Yeah, you like, knew what was up. I knew what was up. And my mom would tell me stuff. Like, she would kind of, like say all like little comments about him so like I always felt like I had to be on her side because um because I live there so if I didn't if I stuck up for my dad anyway like not that she would retaliate against me but like I would wouldn't hear the end of it like she would tell me little comments like oh you look just like your dad and just like little stuff like that and so she had a lot of hatred for you yeah yeah for sure like and like I said, I don't didn't know a lot of stuff because I was sheltered from it. Mm-hmm. But the little stuff that I do know, like I, I understand it because I know she's not saved. Mm-hmm. I think from my standpoint now that, that that I'm saved, like I understand like mm-hmm. why it's important to forgive and all that stuff. But yeah, she um, I think she was very hurt. Mm-hmm. I think it was misdirected at me. Did they fight more often than not? Um. Like I said, I don't like have too many memories of it. Okay. I remember one in, one one instance because my my dad, like I said, he was an alcoholic, so he would uh-huh. go out and party, and he would come home like drunk, belligerent. And I remember one instance where he came, and it was a school night, and I was very terrified of the dark. Like I used to have really bad nightmares, mm-hmm. so I would sleep with my mom. And um, this night I was. I was in their bed. It was me and her. We were asleep. And I remember him just coming in and slamming the door. And I remember, because in our living room, we had, like, an entertainment center. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a stereo, like, a boombox kind of thing. And um, he would, like, blast it. My dad listened to the Honey music. So if you know, like, mm-hmm. the Honey music is very loud. Like, there's very, like, loud instruments. And I remember the music, like, just blaring. Uh-huh. And I remember my mom getting up and going out and just start, she starts yelling. They're cussing at each other. And um, I remember my sister, because si- my sister's room was 
right next to theirs. I remember her rushing in, like grabbing me, half asleep, like taking me to her room and like covering my ears mm-hmm. so I wouldn't hear anything. Um, but I don't, I don't really have too many memories of their mm-hmm. fighting. I do remember like plates being thrown and like yeah. waking up to the aftermath of it. Oh wow! But like, that's probably not a good like thing, active. Right? Yeah, that's probably a good thing. Yeah. But like I said, my sister is like, when it came to those things, my sister was very protective of me. She looked out for me. Um, I think that it was hard for her because mm-hmm. like she was a kid. Um, but yeah, um, that was the early like part, like seven, eight, mm-hmm. the early part of their divorce. Um, but yeah, I remember just being like confused, like why, like why is this happening? I don't necessarily think I blame myself, but um, mm-hmm. it did affect me later, like, once I got to, like, middle school, because mm-hmm. my dad s- stopped showing up, um, mm-hmm. that, like, I think that's where I began to have resentment towards him, because he didn't fight to be around, mm. and because I was close to him, like, that's, you know, you always hear people saying, like, a daughter's first love is their father, and that prepares the future relationships. And I think that contributed to my, like, where I ended up later in my teen years because I didn't think I was worthy of love. Mm. I remember saying, used to say, I used to say this a lot because I didn't want to get married and I didn't want to, like, have kids. I didn't want any of that. I remember saying, like, if my dad didn't stick around, my dad didn't love me enough, well, how can I expect any other man? And I swore that I was never going to put another child through that. Oh, wow. So, yeah, it was like... So, now that I'm, like, a mom <laughs> and I'm <laughs> married, like, I constantly think about that, like... My my son is never gonna. He's gonna know love. He's gonna be. Praise God. Showed that he's not gonna have to go through that, and I'm grateful that like I don't have that kind of marriage because I know what that does to a child, and I've seen what it does to adults. Mm-hmm. So. Well, uh, what was your teenage years like? Um, my teen. Oh my gosh, my teen years. I hear a rumor you were you were a cheerleader. <laughs> Yes, I was a cheerleader. What kind of cheerleader so, was you? So I think, <laughs> I think I be like I was attracted to cheerleading because it was something that was like out of my comfort zone. Because growing up, I was like really shy. Like I would hide behind my behind my mom. Like I wasn't. I was very to myself. Like I think because like I was so used to being like suppressed. Uh-huh. Like my voice. Was your mom a cheerleader? No. My mom was a band geek. Oh, okay. (laughs) And my sister was, um, she was, she played soccer. So she was very athletic, like, growing up, like, I always felt kind of, like, in her shadows because she was, like, very smart, athletic, and, like, I was the opposite. Not that I wasn't dumb. Like, I did good in school. I just didn't care to be, like, a honor roll or anything like that. Like, I did good in school. I liked school and stuff like that, but I always felt, like, my sister was the golden child. <laughs> oh, okay. um, so, yeah, like that. I think that contributes to, like, our relationship because we were very, like, 
like opposites. Me and her like fought. Okay, did y'all I have like some kind of rivalry going on or anything? Not rivalry. I um, because she was older than me, so uh -huh. it wasn't like. But um, I do remember like her getting like more attention than me. Like, oh, okay. My sister's awards were always on the walls, like right outside my room. Like it was right there. Like I always saw her awards and her accomplishments. And even like now to this day, like my sister's done very well for herself. Um, she's gone to college. She's she's a teacher. She's has several degrees. Like oh. um, when you were younger, did that cause you to have any kind of resentment towards her or anything? Um, I guess you could say so. Yeah. Like I think it was more the like her being put in a parental role like that was uh -huh. hard for me because i felt like i didn't really have my sister like you know a lot of oh, people have okay. like that yeah. sibling relationship where they can kind of like confide in them mm -hmm. and i didn't have that because if i didn't ever tell her stuff it was get told to my mom or yeah. i would somehow yeah. get in trouble so it was like i wasn't i didn't feel safe to talk to her like she oh, wasn't somebody okay. i confided in so i feel like that kind of contributed to like our like our relationship okay and has that lasted now has that gone into your relationship now i know um you uh talk about her now kind of uh frequent like what's your relationship like now and whatever happened uh like with the whole thing with your father like uh uh what would happen with that so my sister and i were good now like once i got saved um we had like a kind of rocky relationship because when i got saved um i feel like i came became really bold because I was so used to be qu being quiet and my opinion and didn't mm -hmm. kind of matter that once I got saved, like this f spark in me came out and I began to voice more mm -hmm. so that I felt like that wasn't something that either her or my mom did like. Salvation kind of does that to somebody. So um, I <laughs> when I first got saved, I was like very blunt. And I remember because my sister, she's she's not saved. She's um she is gay. Um, so I confronted her about that. And um, it kind of, like, put our relationship even more on the rocks. Because, obviously, like, the way I went about it was very, like, offensive. Mm. I know that now, at the now, but at the mm -hmm. time, I felt I was being honest and being truthful. And that wasn't something they were used to. Because I was very, like, timid, shy. Like, I didn't talk. I didn't really voice my opinion. Um so I think that too, like them, my mom didn't like me going to church because she saw that in me um, and saw like, maybe they were kind of like, I was being brainwashed or, you know, like uh, you, know, okay. you hear that a lot by like yeah, people that, that find salvation or, you know, devote their time yeah. to um, church and stuff. But um, yeah, for a good while, she didn't talk to me. Uh, like we weren't really close during that time. There's some other factors that led to her, like, kind of, like, not talking to me when before I got saved. Um, but, yeah, like, we, it was very off and on. Like, we weren't – there were times where we sometimes it was, like, good where we weren't mm -hmm. fighting, but there was other times where we were, like, not good. Y'all yeah. have a good relationship now, though? Yes. Well, now, now we do. Like, I think she's seen my relationship, like, uh -huh. with God and myself, like, what salvation has done to me, like – do you talk to her about Jesus or anything? Is she open to is she open yeah. to it? She um like well since we've been sent out and stuff, like she always asks me like how Bible studies are going and Praise God. Um how services are going. Does she yeah. seem like interested in stuff? Um I wouldn't say she's like I don't don't think she's ready to oh, like okay. 
face that stuff. Um, but I do think there is an openness, like, because okay. we have talked, and she's actually, actually at one point was uh, one of the kids in our church. She was his teacher, and she he had told her about the us not going to movies with our standards and everything. And she, mm-hmm. I remember her calling me, and she was like, hey, I have a weird question. <laughs> and I was like, okay. Like, mm-hmm. she was like, um... So, so-and-so, like, was talking about how he can't go to the movies, and he's part of your church, and, like, I'm just kind of curious, like, why can't y'all go to the movies? And I explained, I was like, well, it's not that we can't, like, it's not like we're forced, like, we can't go, like, you know, when you're in ministry, like, it's set up as a, as a, a boundary, you know, to, mm-hmm. to protect yourself from what, like, things go on in the movie theaters, like, there's some moral stuff that goes on to the movie theaters, like, and then also to the stuff that's being shown, like, you know, we have to protect our eyes. We have to protect mm-hmm. our heart. We have to protect our ears. Like what, what goes into us? Like we have to guard ourselves. Yeah. And so she was like, "Oh, okay." She was like, "Cause he couldn't explain it to me." He, she was like, "He mm-hmm. just said, oh, my mom just said we, we can't go." Like there was no. Yeah. She's like, "I have a, a weirdly righteous kid in my class. Uh, <laughs> do you yeah. know anything about him? Like, yeah, he's one yeah. of ours. He's one of ours." <laughs> the renewing of but yeah, mind. yeah. But yeah, and she's she's asked questions and stuff, but. Um, like uh, obviously, I think well, is the way I went about it the first time. Yeah. I think and I'm sure she's got her own things with like the other half of your story, the childhood mm-hmm. being the oldest. Cause, yeah, you know, uh, for sure. I myself was the oldest, so I'm sure you know there was that you know, her being a part of that and yeah. all of that had to do for with sure. it as well. But um, how old were you when you started coming to the church? I was um 19, so I was right before my 20th birthday. Right before your 20th birthday. You asked about my dad, though, right? Yeah, I was going to ask again, like, what whatever uh, happened with that? I know you said he slowly uh, faded out. Was that, like, uh, you know, indefinitely? Did he ever pop up again? Or, I mean... So... Is he still around? Yes. Okay. Well, that I know of. I don't really, like... Okay. I don't really have an ongoing relationship with him. Like, uh-huh. he would come to church sometimes every now and then, like, pop up and, like, unannounced, like, not tell me or anything. Really? Like, our church? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah, That's like, cool. he would come every now and then, but we, I never knew when. Um, but, um, when I was, like, in middle school, um, he, he had come to one of my, like, performances, because I was a cheerleader, well, I was cheerleading in middle school, too, mm. but I was cheerleading, and I did orchestra, and I remember, because he was in, he was in the army, mm-hmm. and so I, this was one of the instances where I, like, invited him to come see me, like, just kind of, like, a last, last resort, like, last chance to kind of, like, build a relationship with me or like mm-hmm. try to stay in my life and um so i invited him to a veterans day program or veterans day kind of performance whatever mm-hmm. they would invite all the veterans out and then we would like everybody had kind of a performance and so um i had to be a greeter kind of at the front and i I had called him and I, well, not called him. I paged him. I don't know if y'all know about pagers. but Yeah, yeah. Really? I know about pagers. <laughs> you so were in had, the paging age? My dad I was. I didn't have a pager. Oh, okay. <laughs> he had a pager, so that's how I would, wow. like, get in contact with him. Because Dang. my mom had a restraining order against him, and, like, he couldn't come around us because of the whole incident. But, um, yeah, so I remember paging him, and I remember him calling, and... um. Actually, there's two instances where I remember him calling me like this, but um, this one, he I invited him to the program, and um, he um, said that he would come, whatever. So I'm s- 
standing at kind of like the entrance because the way my medical was middle school was set up, there was like a big hallway and then it like branched out. <laughs> and I remember him walking in. My dad's hard of hearing because he was in the army and he was bound like around guns and like mm-hmm. bombs and stuff like that. Um, so I remember him walking in and I remember like yelling at him like, dad, 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 like, and he didn't hear me. He like walked right past me. Didn't. Oh, wow. He looked at me, but he didn't like recognize me because mm-hmm. we like, like so he had, I didn't stay, go and visit him a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, and I was so like, how'd that make you feel? Oh, I was crushed. I was like oh. heartbroken. Like, I think that was like the moment that I was like, I'm not going to like let anybody hurt me like this again. Like, I'm uh-huh. like not going to set myself up for that. And he just walked on by. Like, at that point, I had to stay there because I was a greeter and stuff. And I remember him calling the next day, or not next day, the next, the night, at night, sorry. Uh-huh. And he was like, where were you? Where were you, Miha? And I was like, Dad, I was right in front of you. Like, you didn't see me. Like, I was right there. Like, I was screaming at you. Like, and you walked by, and he was just like, uh, I'm sorry. Like, he didn't really have much else to say. Uh-huh. And I was just like it's okay, whatever, and, like, I hung up on him, because I was so mad, mm. um, but, yeah, like, that was, I think that was one of the last jobs that I was, like, I'm, like, I'm done, like, I stopped contacting him after that, mm. um, but, yeah. You haven't talked to him, have you talked to him since then? I have, so, that's, like, once, once we got married, um, he had reached out, at that time, I had Facebook, mm-hmm. um, and I remember him, like his sister or my aunt, I guess, because mm-hmm. like I w- I'm not close to their family, outside their family, but one of my aunts had like friended me or whatever, mm-hmm. and um, she had reached out and was like, um, "Your dad like wants to talk to you and all this stuff." And I was just like, "Okay, like I'm saved at this point, so I'm like, okay, like mm-hmm. I've had to, I'm gonna have to deal with this already." But I remember like I don't know if it was like. It was recent. It was before before this happened, but um, I remember, I believe it was Pastor Juan. I don't know if it was a revival or he just came to, like, guest speak, but I remember him being at a church and preaching, and then he made a call, like, to come up for healing, and at that time, I had, um, I used to get these really sharp pains, like, in my, like, pelvic area, mm-hmm. and uh, um, I would get scared because sometimes it would happen when I would drive, and my, like, legs would lock out. So I was always scared that I was going to cause an accident. And I remember him going up there to pray for it because I was like, they would terrify me because I've been in so many accidents. <laughs> Not a good trip. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but um, it would scare me. So like, I went up there to, to get prayed for. And um, I remember him coming up to me and telling me, like, is there anybody you need to forgive? And like instantly, like my dad obviously popped mm-hmm. in my head and um I was like bawling and I was like I already knew and I didn't even have to answer at that point he already knew like mm-hmm. so I remember him praying for me and he was like afterwards he was like can you like forgive like are you ready to forgive him and I was like yes like I'm like I'm done holding on to it and um then my aunt had messaged me and I was like no like this is like mm. God like well and I ended up messaging him because she like sent me, I guess, his, like, information mm-hmm. or whatever to find him on there, and I ended up messaging him, and I just reached out and said, hey, like, this is your daughter, like, I just want to, like, tell you I'm sorry, 
um, you know, like I know the life you weren't you were dealt um, wasn't an easy one because my dad came from an abusive home as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I forgive you, and I want you to forgive me because I haven't been a great daughter either. So like, I remember sending him that, and him just um, responding and just saying like, "I'm so glad you reached out." Like, I've been wanting to reach out, but um, like I was told to leave you alone. Like, mm-hmm. just, just leave you alone. Um, and then I am eventually like. I shared my testimony with him, and I was just like, like, I'm safe now. God has, like, restored my life. Like, my heart is not bitter towards you anymore. Like, I'm letting go of that, and I want you to know Jesus Christ can do the same thing for you. Like, and I ended up inviting him to church. He ended up coming, like, the weekend after. Um, It was kind of awkward because I'm like, it had been, let's see, I was, like, 12. Well, when the last time I saw him. Oh, wow. And at this point, you're already married and everything? No, this is before we got married. Because oh. I was like, it, God had already been de- dealing with me before. This was before. I don't even think we were engaged yet. But, like, obviously, my intention was to get married and everything. And I knew that this was going to potentially be something that could hinder my marriage, my relationship with God. And I wanted, I wanted to face it, you know. You know, Pastor always talks about mm-hmm. like we have to you have to deal with these things because if you don't like you can't get past them and it can affect your salvation and end up going backwards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, that was um awkward meeting, like the coming back. But um but yeah, my teenage years I actually did see him but it wasn't intentionally. Mm. It was um at a graduation. We um in the Alamo Dome, I don't know if y'all know how mm-hmm. big that place is, but we went to one of my mom's friend's kid's graduation or whatever, and we just so happened to be sitting right behind him and his wife, his mm-hmm. well, which was the girlfriend that we met. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember freaking out because <laughs> I hadn't seen him at this point. I'm like maybe 14, 15. Like, um, and I remember throwing myself like on the floor. And it's kind of towards the end. I throw myself on the floor and um, my mom's best friend's husband, like, he was kind of like my stand-in father because he was, like, the closest thing besides my uncles and stuff. But, like, he was very protective of me, too, like, because we would hang out with them all the time. Um, but he remember, he remember him looking at me like, what's wrong? Like, and he's, mm. like, mouthing it. And I'm just, like, frozen because I'm, like, shaking so bad because I'm, like, what do I do? Like... I'm scared of him at this point because I know mm-hmm. all the stuff that's happened, like, from when he was, like, had threatened to kill us and all this stuff. And um, my mom's not paying attention to me. She's just talking away. And he turns to her and he's like, Linda, like, what's wrong with Lauren? Like, and she's like, what? Like, what? And I'm like, my dad, my dad, he's right there. And his wife turns around and she immediately, like, recognizes me. My dad doesn't. He has. She has to like turn and tell him like, Carlos, your daughter, your daughter. Like, and he's like not even registering it at all. He's just kind of like, mm. what? Like, and it. I just remember shaking so bad. And my mom's friend had two sons, and they were like my like my brothers. And I remember my mom's friend saying like, "Get her out of here! Get her out!" Like, like huddle around her, mm. and they all like. All three of them 
get around me and go up the stairs well he like goes the opposite way and he's like looking at me the whole time and I'm like scared because I'm like what is what is he gonna do like I don't know what to expect because all I know is what I've heard I was never I was never there like when stuff went south kind Mm. of (laughs) um but um yeah I remember going and we were like standing kind of in like the the part around it you know like the not a waiting room or like lobby part I guess mm-hmm. you could say um and they're just all around me because I'm like shaking because when I when I get like nervous or scared like I shake like mm-hmm. like really bad and um they're like he's not gonna touch you he's not gonna like he's not gonna come up here like he's not gonna do anything and I was like okay like like you promise like they're like and if he does like we're all here like he's mm-hmm. not gonna touch you and so I'm like okay and I remember him looking at me, like, walking by um, and just staring at me. Like, he was scared because they were, like, mm-hmm. all around me. And just he just ended up walking away. Like, at that point, he I guess he didn't want to even try mm-hmm. to talk to me or anything. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Dang, that's crazy. Does he know about uh, CJ? He does. Oh, praise God. That's cool. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, uh, pre-salvation, what, what are the things that you dealt with? Um, I dealt with, like, a lot of peer pressure. I, like, I wanted to fit in. Yeah, I heard you got a criminal record. You're gangsta. <laughs> so, yeah. um, once my parents divorced and everything, like, so I grew up very spoiled as a kid before my dad left. So once my dad left, um, we kind of went, not poor, but we were, like. You're from here, right? Yes. Oh, okay. So, um, we weren't dirt poor like but my mom she did struggle like Uh we lived a pretty good life before so it was like we had to adjust so growing up like she always told us like don't ask for nothing um if it ain't on sale you can forget like we're not getting it like and sale had to be like 99 cents like it wasn't Uh, like (laughs) it wasn't she was very like firm on like you know we're not going to get anything excess that we don't need um, however, I did get a lot of what I want because of my grandparents. <laughs> um, I was very fortunate. Like, Praise God for grandparents. While, like, I did come from a broken home and I did have a single mom, I was fortunate to have the support of my mom's side of the family, like my mm-hmm. aunts and my uncles. Like, I wouldn't say I was, like, a needy kid. You know, like, mm-hmm. we weren't on, like, food stamps or anything like that. Um, but, yeah, so... Once I got to, like, 16, 17, I was getting more rebellious, and I was very mouthy. Like, mm. I would talk back a lot. Um, and that's where my sister had to, like, step in and stuff. Like, I remember having a phone, and, like, they would take my phone. She would take my phone away. And I remember when they would take my phone away, I always knew where they hid it because my mom had this little, like, not jewelry box, but, like, one of those like rectangle kind of box and she put everything in there (laughs) so when she would fall asleep and my mom's was a heavy sleeper (laughs) so i would Uh. sneak into her room and get my phone and like i would just text during the night and then i would go and put it back like so that Uh. way in the morning it was there um but i think a lot of it was influenced by like my like craving to be accepted and Mm. Um, 
wanting to be part of the crowd. And um, I don't think a lot of the stuff I did in my rebellious years was because it was something I would have thought of to do. Like, I w- was more influenced by my friends. Okay. Um, but, yeah. Cheerleader friends? No, actually, I was not with the cheerleading groups. Like, I was friends with them because I cheered with them, but I wasn't, like, we weren't really close. Like, I associated a lot with more of the misfits, like the oh, people okay. that weren't involved in stuff. The gangsters. No, not the gangsters. Like, more <laughs> of, like, the... Um, the awkward one, like, you know, like, the the misfits, like, they, they didn't really... Mm-hmm. Misunderstood. Yeah. yeah. But then I also did have a lot of friends, like, that were athletes. I was some friends with some of the cheerleaders. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I think also some, because I grew up here, like, from elementary school to high school, I went to school with the same kids, so mm-hmm. a lot of the kids knew me because we went to elementary school together. Oh, so. okay. Like, I knew, I knew jocks. I knew cheerleaders. I and knew. what did some of that uh, peer pressure consist of? It was just, like, uh, like partying or, like, drugs or sneaking out or, like? Um, yes. Um, so, like, I was at parties, but I really wasn't somebody who, like, was involved. Like, I was kind of, like, I was okay with just being there. Mm. Um, I did occasionally, like, drink and stuff, but I found myself kind of in the role of, like, looking out for my friends. Um, because, um, like, they would get drunk and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I remember one instance going to a party, and there was a girl. I didn't even, we weren't really friends, but I knew who she was because she was friends with another cheerleader. And I remember her getting, like, really, like, trashed. Like, wasted. Yeah. And I remember, because one of the cheerleaders that I went, cheered with, she had a pool, so she had pool parties and stuff. And so, like, she, I was outside. Well, I ended up coming inside, and I happened to witness, like, this guy trying to take advantage of her. And I saw mm. her, like, obviously she was not, like, in her right mind. And I, like, shooed him off. I was like, get off of her. Like, you need to get off of her. Like, she's not even conscious, like, to say yes or no. Like, get off of her. And he got freaked out because he's a football player. So I'm like, dude. You need to leave because I'm gonna. I'll report you. Dang. Um, well, praise God you did not. She <laughs> she ended up sitting up and like throwing up on herself. Oh. And I remember like somebody else coming in and I was like, "Hey, like go get the girl that lived at the house. Like go get her because they're her friend. Like she just threw up on herself. Like you need to get her washed off and stuff." And so she ended up coming to help me, and um, we took her to the bathroom and like she had one of those spray. Mm-hmm. shower heads yeah. i was like spraying her and like <laughs> and i remember her Poor like thing. she was dr- drunk too so she like she's like you're so you're so nice like you just take care of her. I'm like yeah because <laughs> she literally almost just got like raped like so i think that was kind of in the mm-hmm. back of my head like i always wanted to be like alert yeah you didn't, didn't want to go through anything yeah. like that and i like I've, I've always been like very aware of my surroundings and stuff because uh-huh. like as a kid, I always had fears of that, like someone breaking into the house, yeah. and like that. I always felt like I had to be on, like on guard, like watching from every angle. So, like, uh, so then coming into church, it wasn't uh, too hard to break away from that stuff. It was more dealing, uh, you know, with bitterness and that and that inner stuff that you had going on. So, yeah, was there any like um, uh, defining yeah. moments where it's like 
you know, this is for real. I'm going to make a stand for this. Or was it real easy? Like you came and you embraced it or what was it like uh, coming into the church and uh, really making that separation or was it not a separation for a while? So, um, so I got saved in 20, 2013. Um, 2012 was like, a, not 2012, 2011, sorry, the year I graduated was kind of like my rock bottom. Um, right after I graduated, my cousin was killed in a motorcycle accident. And um, sorry. I remember that kind of being like, like hard for me because me and him were very close. He, him and another one of my cousins, they both live with us during like once my parents split up and everything. Um, so they were kind of like really close to me too. So when he passed away, um, I kind of hit rock bottom to where I kind of like didn't care anymore. And um, that goes on to my criminal record. Uh, mm. <laughs> my, um, I had a friend we were like, she was kind of the influence of me being like at my worst. Um, although I do think, so let me back up a little bit. Um, so she encouraged me to do like, like sneaking out, mm. um, shoplifting. Oh, wow. Um, so at this point, I'm still living with my mom, so I'm like 18, I'm an adult, so. Uh, but I was still, like, kind of afraid of my sister and my mom a little bit that I was, like, s- sneaking out. You know what I mean? Like, most kids would have been like, I'm an adult. Like, I can leave and do whatever I want or kind of mm-hmm. like that. So I still kind of had that, like, control, like, mm. controlled fear kind of. Um, mm. And so with her, like, me and her would hang out. Like, I would sneak out. I would go with her. We would go to Walmart because we live right by Walmart. We would walk in Walmart at, like, 2 o'clock in the morning and my mom never knew, um, but um, I remember her her getting something new. I don't know if it was a dress or something, and she was like, look at my new this, whatever, and I'm just like, that's really cute. Like, how much does that cost? Like, I'm because at this time, I have a job. Like, I'm like, okay, I can buy my own stuff. Like, I'm excited and stuff, and she was like, free 99, and I was Duh. like, free 99? What are you talking about? She was like, she was like, Lauren. I stole it. And I'm like, Dang. what? She was like, yeah. She's like, five finger discount. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what the heck? Like, you didn't know none of that slang? I didn't. I had never thought to, to steal. That uh, wasn't my, that wasn't my, I was very innocent until uh, like people like told me something. Kind of like my husband. My husband was. <laughs> 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 but after that, she was like, yeah, like it's an excuse. And I was like if you ever do that with me, like, I'm not going down with you. Like, you're on your own. Like, I remember t- making that stand with her. But slowly, like, as I kept seeing all the stuff she would get, I was like, hmm. I need that. I can do this. Like, <laughs> look at me. I look innocent. Like, I can pull it off. Like, and I'm thinking in my head, like, I can do this. Like, nobody's going to suspect me. Like, I look innocent, and I can play the naive part. Like, mm. and now I think back, I'm like, man, like, the devil fooled me like I looked really stupid thinking like thinking that and um yeah I remember the first time I stole was at TJ Maxx in the forum hopefully they don't come after me (laughs) 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 but I remember stealing a dress and she taught me how to do everything like everything take off the tags everything pro um she wasn't even with me I remember the first time because I was like why am I doing this by myself like I'm I'm so stupid 
I don't, I remember my heart like racing so fast. Like I'm terrified. Cause I'm like, dude, if I get caught, like, what am I going to do? Like, I'm not a good liar. Like I can play the innocent, but I can't lie. Like I was terrible mm. at lying. And I remember walking out and nothing going off. And I'm like a sigh of relief just like left me. And I was like, I felt like I was going to throw up because I was so like uh, nervous and stuff. And then after that, it just escalated. Um, I don't know where was I going with this. Um, so yeah, like that all happened. And then um, you started stealing more. I started stealing more. Ooh. And at this point, my, my relationship with my mom and my sister is very like, bad like I wanted to get out like I wanted to run away I like I wanted nothing to do with them at this point um so I had planned that I was going to move out and I was not going to talk to my parents any my mom anymore like I wanted to be done with them um so me and my friend were going to get an apartment and we had planned to steal everything we stole all this stuff like Dollar Tree we hit Dollar Tree up we stole all these plates like everything come up (laughs) it's <laughs> like oh, these man. couches right here <laughs> like these couches five right finger right discount so, free 99 so yeah we sold everything Dang. so our mistake was going to walmart twice in one day oh um, man the same walmart yes the same oh, walmart man. oh man. <laughs> so and in my defense i did not want to go she ended up forcing me because i was staying at her house with her mom and her mom loved me like her mom was like oh lauren's such a good influence meanwhile i'm like being influenced by her daughter. My mom hated hated her, but she didn't have any reason to, like, not let me hang out with her because she knew my mom and her, like, would talk. Mm-hmm. So she trusted her mom. And her mom was like, Lauren's got such a influ- good influence on her. And I was like, oh, my gosh, now I'm like. She just don't know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so fast forward, like, we were, this is at the point where we we looked for an apartment. Like, we are already set to leave. And I'm, like, ready to dip out. Like, I already packed my stuff. Like, I'm not telling my mom, I'm not telling my sister, like, nothing. Um, mm. So I am standing, staying at her house, her mom's house, or, yeah, her mom's house. And um, her mom asked us to go to Walmart to get some stuff for her to make breakfast in the morning. And so I'm like, okay, like, I'll go. And um, at this point, I'm like, I'm not going to steal. Like, we're just going to get the stuff, and that's it. Mm. But we get there, and she's like, she takes my purse. And I used to wear, carry, like, really big purses. Mm-hmm. before the stealing part but when i would steal obviously so i could put more stuff in there or whatever Dang. and um she took off and i went and got the stuff that her mom had asked for and i'm gonna pay for it because i'm like her mom was like i'll give you money like whatever later and i was like okay whatever and so she goes off grabs a bunch of stuff and i remember telling her like don't steal stuff like we're not stealing like right now we've already been here like what if somebody sees us Mm-hmm. And she goes off. She takes a bunch of stuff. Um, and um, then she meets back up with me. Um, and I saw the bag was full. So I was like, oh, like she stole all this stuff. Like, okay, whatever. Like, I'm just going to go with it, whatever. And she ends up giving me the bag, my bag. So I'm carrying it. And she's carrying another bag full of stuff. Mm. And we go to the register. I pay for the, the stuff that her mom asked for. Mm-hmm. And, um, with a bunch of stolen stuff, yes, yard, yard. Dang, <laughs> yes. that's bold. Um, so we walk out, we're walking out, and like, guys, two guys stop us, and they're like, Dang. We need you to go in this room. And I'm like, Oh, like, crap. And so she had just turned 18, just turned 18. This is August, was this August? No, 
Yes, August. It was the end of August of 2011. And, um, of course, they asked us, dumb out your purse. I'm like, I'm like okay, mm. fine, whatever. I didn't even know what was in my bag, like, mm-hmm. at that point. So I'm like, okay, like, whatever. Like, they're going to take all this stuff. I'm thinking they're going to take the stuff and just let us go. Like, don't do this again mm-hmm. or something mm-hmm. like that. Well, come <laughs> to find out that the manager that was there in the morning had seen us and saw us again. So oh, he, man. like, followed her and caught her, like, tearing off stuff off the merchandise or whatever. Dang, that's crazy. And, um, yeah, that's how they caught us. And then um, because we're 18, um, they told us they could book us depending on how much the stuff added up to. So I'm sitting there. And so my driver at this time, I'm like, okay, I'm innocent looking. Like, I'll play the part. Like, I'm sitting there, and I'm, like, trying to fake cry. And I'm like, I have enough tears, but they're not, like, bawling. So I'm, like, mm-hmm. just thinking, like, put my head down and, like, just fake it. Like, look scared you know and she gets she's the opposite of me she's very like hard like attitude like everything and I remember the guys are just kind of talking back and forth and they're like talking about how they became managers and business have business degrees and stuff and um so he's like yeah like I've done really well like I got a business degree and now I'm a manager at Walmart and she goes oh, you always wanted to be a manager at Walmart? Like, all snarky. And I'm thinking, like, crap, girl. Like, I'm trying to get us out of this, and you're digging us (laughs) into a bigger (laughs) hole. Like, I just remember being so mad. I, like, my tears went away, and I turned, and I just wanted to, like, (laughs) strangle her because I was like, well, we're not getting out of this one. And, like, then they come back, and I think because she said that comment, they added up everything together, and it was over $75, I think, at that time. I don't know mm. if it's still the same, but if it's over a certain amount, they can book you. They can call the police and press criminal charges, whatever, on you. Mm. It's more than just a fine. Um, so I think, like, as retaliation, they put our stuff together because they could have just separated it and let us go, but they didn't. So they ended up calling Converse PD. They picked us up Ooh. and booked us. And then from there, we had a phone call. And so she didn't use her phone call because she was like, my mom's not going to come and get me. Like, I'm screwed. Like, oh, you're on your, like, you're the, you're probably going to get out with your family or whatever. And so I, um, I make my phone call and I don't call my mom. I don't call my sister. I call one of my mom's friends because I'm like, okay, I can't be the one to give her this information. So she ha- like somebody else will and she won't be as mad mm. when I, when she, when she gets to me. And so they ended up contacting her, and my mom found out. She um, ended up talking to my sister, and she's like, hey, like, lend me money so I can get her out. Like, and my sister was like, nope, let that, rot, that little bee rot in jail. Like, <laughs> she, got, she got what coming, was coming to her, and um, so I was, we were in the magistrates for, I want to say, 19 and a half hours. Yeah, I was. No, I, I was. She was. She got out before me and left me. Um, and I'm gone. <laughs> but yeah, so her mom ended up bailing both of us out. Oh, um, that's good. And when I got out, I had to go and give her money because she put up the money for me. Um, I remember my mom just being so mad. Mm. And then, um, yeah, so then at that point, I was like, like, I've gotten myself in this deep hole. Like, mm-hmm. what else do I have to lose? Um, and I had a friend um, who I was working with. I worked at CC's. And she was saved, um, and she would always talk to me, and she annoyed me because she was like, 
We weren't friends in the beginning because we used to, like, bump heads. But, like, mm-hmm. Shannon, it's just, like, this doesn't have to be your life. Like, your mistakes don't have to define you. Like, you can change this around, like, for the better. Like, God has something so much better for you. And this is way before Alex. Mm-hmm. You haven't met this Alex is, This is way before Alex, yeah. This is, like, that month. So, this was, my cousin died in July. By August, I got arrested. Um, and then this is, um, like, August after August, sorry, September. September. Um, yeah, like she's ministering. She's been had been ministering to me like over and over again. And she ended up inviting me to her church where I was going when I met Alex. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she um I ended up going to her church. I got saved there. Praise God. She they prayed with me and everything. Um, and then that's how I got the job at Chick-fil-A. Cause she Amen. was friends with the manager at Chick-fil-A, and then that's when I Started working at Chick Fil A, um, and how old were you? I was nineteen that 19? time. Yeah. Okay. So, um, and what about the engagement? I heard you were engaged. So, so I had before a, you met out. I had a boyfriend, or? and nobody knew about it. Like my, I like I said, I wasn't close to my mom. Nobody really knew about it except for my friends. And even at that point, like I just said yes because I didn't want to. F- yeah, you I was like, who is, this guy? who is this guy? I didn't want to embarrass them, oh. you know, like, so I just said yes. Like, it, I had no intention of getting married. Like, so anyone could have proposed, oh, anyone been like, yes. But then I finally was like, no, I can't do this anymore. Like, it's, like, why am I going to? Yeah. Oh, man. So I was like, eh, like, I ended it, and then. How did he take that? <laughs> Ooh, was that a pity yes? <laughs> 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 we're moving on (laughs) but yeah so like nobody knew about it so to me it wasn't serious like oh okay but yeah dang that's pretty raw (laughs) and then at that point like when i went to chick-fil-a like alex uh, well no offense but like none of the girls were at chick-fil-a were like pretty like they didn't do their hair you know like so Uh when i came to (laughs) chick-fil-a Like, all the guys were, like, asking me for my number and da-da-da-da, like, all this stuff. And I'm like, like, no. Yeah, Alex was the only one that didn't. So, no. Or did he? <laughs> they were thirsty. They were really thirsty. Dang. And I was like. She's like, I'll say yes to engagements, but no numbers. No, <laughs> no numbers. So I was like, I'm not talking to, like, none of them. Like, yeah. and then, um. Yeah, so I had a friend at Chick Fil A that told me about Alex, mm. and when I my first day of training, it wasn't because I didn't want to like him, like oh I didn't want the guy to train me, like it's because I had like a complex about like being taught by a guy, mm. and so I felt more comfortable with a girl. So like they had to sit at a table like a booth before like we had to come in, and I was with another girl, and I was like, please don't let me get. Please don't let me get that. Like I didn't feel comfortable. It wasn't more because it, mm-hmm. like, oh, I don't want the guy. Mm-hmm. You know, like it was more because I was like, oh, I'm not gonna learn. Like I'm embarrassed. Like if I look stupid, it wasn't because, like, had anything against him. It was more like my own mm-hmm. insecurities, I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then my, I ended up making friends there, and they, everybody liked Alex. Everybody was like. He's so fun. I'm like, yeah, oh, he, anno- he annoyed me a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I worked there. I liked him. <laughs> so I worked in the back in the prep. 
So he would always go back there. Always. Like, he would bug me all the time. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, no, leave me alone. Like, yeah. <laughs> He's all just doing his job. He's like, how long yeah. on that chicken loan? You're like, oh, my God, stop it. The, the manager would always tell him, dude, like, I see you back here more than in the lobby where you're supposed yeah. to be cleaning. Like, and I'm like, yeah, like, get away. <laughs> like, well, they and. Then one of the days that I came in, they had a, my one of my friends. She was like, she's like, guess who likes you? And I'm like, who? She's like, let's see if you can guess. And I'm like guessing because at this point, I've several of the guys have asked me for my number, and they tried talking. I'm like, ew, no. Like, I'm like, who? I'm like, naming all the them. And Started she's like, she was mm-hmm. like, no, it's um, it's Alex. And I'm like, I was like, really? She was like, yeah, like, he's really nice. Like, he's a nice guy. And I'm like, like, okay, like, I was like, do it. She was like, give the nice guy a try. And I'm like, okay, like, leave me alone. Like, okay, like, I I don't know if he asked me for my number or not. I think eventually he did, and then we would text and stuff. But I was like, I was just trying to give him a chance. Mm -hmm. At that point, I was like, okay, what do I have to lose? Like, Mm -hmm. I've never gone for the nice guy. So I'm like, okay, maybe Mm -hmm. this is a sign, you know? Mm. And so, yeah, I think I didn't even remember the bet thing that he had mentioned in his mm. po- podcast. But, uh, yeah, I had pity on him. Sorry. <laughs> but but he did win me over with his personality because he was very, like, lively. So, like, once I got saved and I started going to, like, mm-hmm. the church, it was kind of a, like a shock for me because he was very quiet there. But at work, he was, like, a totally different person. Mm. So, um it was it was hard for me to adjust because I was like, dude, you're this fun, like singing all the time person and at church you're like mm-hmm. like quiet. He's just dull at work. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So yeah, like um but yeah. I I, I don't know. <laughs> and coming in, did your did your vision grow with you? I mean, I know you said you went to church uh before and you got saved at another church, like coming in. Did you expect, like, what you have now? Was it always on your heart? Did you have, uh, you know, a heart for this? Did you know what your future was going to hold or have an idea of what you wanted? Or did you just kind of went, you liked Alex, and things kind of just progressed? So I just kind of, in the beginning, I just went for him. Um, and um, I remember at um, a certain point, I don't remember how long it was into me going to church, um, that um, Pastor Will, he was a pastor there when I got saved mm-hmm. um i remember him calling me into the office and telling me like hey like what's what's your plan with this like why are you dating him and i'm just like we're just dating like what what do you mean like and he was like well do you know like what's the purpose of dating and i was like well no like we're just it's dating like it's not that big of a deal like you know i didn't i was like what are you reading into like it's very simple, you know, like, and he was like, no, like, the purpose of dating is to get married and, you know, to aspire for that. And so mm-hmm. I was just like, okay. And I remember him, because Alex was in the, in the office at that time, and he was like, this guy wants to, like, he can vision being married to you. And I was just kind of, like, looking at him, and I was like, like, why? <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> my vision was not, like, I wasn't looking for anything more because... Mm. Like, I had already determined in my heart, like, I didn't want that. Like, yeah. um, so that's when I remember him telling me, like, y'all are going to, like, separate for a little bit because, like, 
like you need to be coming to church for to build a relationship mm-hmm. with Christ and not for him, like for yourself, you know, yeah, you got to fall in love with Jesus. And first. I was just like, okay, like I was kind of like shocked, but I was like, you know, I wasn't, I didn't fight it, you know? Mm-hmm. And so like we ended up like breaking up for a little period of time. And, um, like I remember in those times, like we didn't sit together, we didn't do anything, but like in the moment it like hurt me. Cause I was like, dude, like, why are you breaking up with me? Like, mm. I didn't do nothing wrong. Like, and it hurt. Cause I'm like, you know, my relationship with my dad, like, I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. Like I finally gave it this a chance. And like, I'm just experiencing another heartbreak kind of thing. Um, but in that time, like it helped me become closer, have a closer relationship with Jesus, but also to, to build like relationships within the church away from him. Mm. Like, cause at that time, like, TJ and Desiree were there. Um, Sam and Joseph um, were there for a period of time, but then they left. Um, so it gave me a time to, like, build relationships with them. Like, um, me and me and Desiree were, like, really close. I would always go to their house because they lived, like, super close to my mom's house. And um, at that time, there was, an, there was another girl that was my age. Well, not my age. She was a little bit younger. But me and her, like, we got really close. And she actually helped me a lot, like, because I was, like, spending time with her and, you know, like, we were fellowshipping and it was, it was good for me because I was like, okay, like, I have to have something other than him. And I think that also contributed to, like, later on, you know, um, when they, when him and his parents ended up leaving the church because those relationships are what, like, kept me grounded because I don't think if, if I didn't have them, I don't think I would have stayed. I don't think I would have had a conviction to stay. Amen. That's good. Um, but yeah. Praise God. How old were you, how old were you when y'all, whenever y'all started courting? Um, well, okay. I was 20 when I got saved. Uh Um, like really, like really saved. Like obviously I prayed, like when I became more serious, like about my salvation and stuff. Uh Um, but yeah, so 20, like around 20. Yeah. Um, okay. cause like there, when he left the church, we weren't obviously together. So like there was kind of a break like on and off kind of thing. Um, but once he came back, like that was when we were like, I guess you could say real, like more serious about it. Mm-hmm. Cause at that point, my, like my views on marriage and like having kids and stuff like that, mm-hmm. like got dealt with me on those things and helped me see like with the marriages that were in already in the church, like, you know, like. The marriage your parents had, you don't have to have that if I'm involved. And mm-hmm. um, I remember seeing, like, TJ and Desiree, like, um, Lulu and Camilo, like, I'm like, okay, like, there is hope. Like, Amen. I don't have to have a marriage like that. I don't have to be, like, my mom, like, dependent on a man, like, but dependent on God, like, to to be involved, you know? Um, what were some of your uh, turning points in salvation? Um, or defining moments. Defining moments. Um, I think, I think when Alex and his parents left, um, because at that point, like I was really close to them, and um, when they left, um, I remember like getting closer to Pastor. Um, mm. I remember confiding in TJ and Desiree and on something that had happened, um, and we had to bring it to him, and that's when I really like counseled with him one-on-one mm-hmm. that I was like build it built that relationship with pastor uh-huh. um because that p- 
prior to that, like, I was just really close to his parents. And those are the people that I would go to, like, if I had questions or, like, the people I confided in. Okay. Um, so when they left, like, I had to, I had to learn to, to depend on pastor. And mm-hmm. I remember him telling me, like, after they left, he was like, don't stop coming. Like, keep coming. And I remember him, like, telling, I remember telling him, like, like, I'm going to still serve God. Like, I'm, I'm in this. Like, I'm not leaving. Like, and I remember him looking at me and, like, kind of, like, like, surprised. Because I don't think mm-hmm. that was the reaction he was looking. He was like, okay, Miss Lauren, like, but you still need to keep coming. And I was like, I'm going to keep coming. Like, I kept telling him that. And I, after a few months, I remember him coming up to me and he was like, like, wow, like, you don't understand. Like, people don't stay, like not many young women would have stayed like they would have left you know like they wouldn't have stayed serving God and I was like no like I'm not turning back like there's no turning back for me um because like I said before before salvation like I was at my rock bottom I was very Mm. unhappy like unhappy with myself I was miserable and I felt like like something had to change yeah praise God Um, but yeah like well, no, uh, you've you've gone through some things, you know, after salvation stuff. Uh, I know it's a hard subject. Would you care to expound on that some? Um, so before CJ, um, I um had a miscarriage. Um, that one was, it wasn't necessarily like heartbreaking because I like there was a few women in the church that had already like gone through that and I saw the way they like carried themselves to that time mm-hmm. um so it really encouraged me because I was like I'm gonna trust God like God's in control like Amen. like it's his plan not mine you know and then um I have I had CJ and he was perfectly healthy Praise God. Um, CJ. and then um after being announced um I had another one this was October of last year, and um, this one really almost broke me, because, um, you know, we had just been announced in July, and I was so excited, because I was like, I wanted another baby, and um I remember the devil, like, tormenting me, just mm. messing with my mind. Um, and I remember thinking, like, God, I'm doing your will. Like, why does it have to have to be me? And I remember being in the closet after after finding out. I remember telling my boss, like, I can't come back to work. Like, I'm just not in a state to be at work um I remember my husband coming home and I remember being in the closet just crying out to God like obviously I knew this wasn't (laughs) this wasn't him I remember my husband coming in and just telling me he's like well maybe God doesn't think we can handle raising a newborn and pioneering and I remember immediately telling him no no that's not it this is a strategy. Like, the devil is trying to 
trying to break me. Like, there's no coincidence. Like, we just got sent out. The devil knows our desires. Desire, he knows what we want. And he knew how much I wanted this. So he's using this to get to me and to get to you. And I remember right after that weekend, um, I remember Pastor Richie was doing a revival in New Braunfels, and I remember going, and he preached a sermon on Job, and we, we all were very familiar mm-hmm. with Job and everything that Job went through mm-hmm. and everything that God had to allow to happen to prove to Satan that, like, Job was was a man of God. Mm-hmm. And um, that was a Saturday. This The next day, Sunday, pastor preached on Job again, the same same scripture. And um, that Thursday after is when I found out that I had miscarried. And, um, you know, after being in a closet and praying and, like, everything, like, coming to that revelation, like, I was like, man, those those sermons is what's going to get me through this because Amen. everything that Job lost, God restored, Amen. and then some. And I remember that just being my prayer, like, God, like, help me focus on what you're going to do through this because it's not, you are not a God who takes, like, you're not a God who c- comes to steal, kill, and destroy like the devil does. You are a God of restoration. You're a God of love. Like, you love you love your people. And I know this is it's not you. I know this was not ill intent. I know this is going to be something that you're going to use to be glorified. And um, I remember, like, praying. And obviously, we're, we wanted another baby, so we kept trying. And then... Um, um, in August, I found out I was pregnant again, and we were excited because I was like, okay, my my doctor, like, she expressed, like, there was no concern, like, you know, like, um, you're, you're young, you're healthy, like, there's no reason why you should have another one, so she gave me all the pointers, she's like, take this vitamin and this, like, and I have no doubt that you're going to have a healthy, like, an, another healthy pregnancy, and so, um... Again, I ha- I had another miscarriage, um, and um, this one was different. Like, obviously, it hurt because at this point, like, I knew, like, I knew the devil was going to come after me and put all kinds of lies in my head. Mm-hmm. But I remember praying, like, God, help me focus on like Your plan, because obviously, like, there's no coincidence. T- Two major things happened. Like, we had just started home services when I found it. I miscarried again. We had just been sent out the prior time. Like, there's no coincidence. Like, I was like, this has to be a strategy. Um, and I'm not, don't let me, don't let me be the foolish wife. Don't let me be Job's wife. Like, I'm not going to tell my husband to curse God. Uh-huh. Like, just face. Like, I'm going to be, like, the one that encourages him. Praise God. And I'm going to be the one that keeps continues to pray and to believe God, like, because Amen. I know God's going to do something. I know, I know the promise he gave us when we were announced. And, you know, maybe 
if it's not in my cards to be a, have another child, I know God is going to bring me spiritual children. Amen. God's going to bring me people to minister to, and that's still a mother. You know, God, God has a bigger calling, and I every day that's my prayer. Like God, just help me focus on on what you're doing. Like I don't want to focus on my wants, my desires. Like I want to focus on what you want of me. And you desire out of my life, like I'm not gonna let this distract me. Amen. And um, that's powerful. You know, it's it's crazy because I was I remember talking to Jessica from New Braunfels, and mm-hmm. I didn't know this, but she had several miscarriages too. And it's crazy, like how many people go through this, and it's not talked about. Like, there's so many people out there struggling, like with these issues. And I'm like, man, like God's helping me, like. Like, there's going to be somebody that's going to be put in my path that I'm going to be able to minister because only I can minister to that, you know? Like, or... And I've noticed, like, more people are talking about, like, postpartum mm-hmm. depression. And, like, th- I know people say, like, mental illnesses, but, like, this stuff can, like, bring mind battles. And I'm very grateful, like, to have the relationship I have with Jesus mm-hmm. because I don't know that I would have made it through that's what got you through yeah like you're kind of already headed in that direction but um i'll go ahead and ask you more specifically is is there anything that you would um um you know say specifically to any other uh, young women young ladies um who may be uh who have gone through a similar situation have gone through that situation oh is there anything that you would like to tell them any kind of encouragement or anything that you would like to uh, um you know share beyond um your testimony and your stories um For me, like, I think the one thing I struggle with, like, when I went through all this was, like, being, like, selfish. Like, I think that's something I would convey to people. Like, don't don't be afraid to, like, you know, let your emotions out because that was something I did struggle. I remember, like, nights where I would, like, just sit in bed and I would just cry. And I remember, like, Alex would be asleep. And he would wake up, and he'd be like, what's wrong? And I'm like, nothing. Like, I'm fine. And he's like, you're crying. Like, what's wrong? And I'm like, go to sleep, go to sleep. Like, <laughs> I'm fine. Like, I'm fine. And he's like, no, you're not okay. Like, and I'm like, I'm just mad. Like, I'm just sad. Like, I just have to let it out. And I didn't want to ever bring him down with me because I was like, no. Like, he's got other things to worry about. He's got to go to work. Like, for me, it's like, don't be afraid to, like, show those emotions and be vulnerable because that's something that, like, I think I deal with, dealt with that in that moment. It's like not to be vulnerable and not to feel selfish or hurt or grieve, mm-hmm. you know? Um, yeah, I think that's, like, don't be afraid. Like, there's so many people out there that, that have gone through several miscarriages and people don't know. Like, I didn't know until I ended up having a conversation with Jessica and then I think another lady, I don't know who the other person was, but, like, I'm like, man, like, there's more people that's going through this, like, and nobody knows, like, and even tell my doctor, like, sorry. Um, my doctor would tell me, she's like, this happens a lot. Like, it's nothing you did. Like, there's nothing wrong with you. Like, um, like, this is not your fault. Like, and I was like, man, like, good thing I have a doctor that, like, knows me and knows like you know my relationship with christ and stuff because like 
I would tell him, like, God's in control. God's in control. And I remember her, like, after this time, like, this last time, I remember her telling me, like, God's in control. And I'm like, man, like, she's not saved. Like, (laughs) but she remembered my words. Like, and I'm like, okay, like, God's in control. Like, and I, I'm not going to lie. Like, I still have those moments, like, where I'm at home sometimes where the devil, like, just assaults you when you're, like, alone and, like, puts thoughts in your heads and, like, having to combat that and be like, no, like, this is not God. Like, like God's in control. And, you know, I'm reading, I'm rereading Job again, like, and um, I'm on the chapter, you know, where his friends kind of, like, are asking him, like, what did you do? Like, you had mm-hmm. to have sinned. Like, you had to have done something wrong. But, like, to understand, like, I know I'm not doing anything wrong. I know I'm in God's will. And I know, like, I know this is to bring glory and to reveal that the devil is, like, crafty. Like, he knows what he's doing. He Mm -hmm. knows, like, and he goes after people that he knows is a threat. Like, I have no shadow. I have no, what's the word? I'm like. (laughs) Shadow of a doubt. Yeah, I have no shadow of a doubt Mm -hmm. that, like, this was completely meant to destroy me and i think people need to know that like the devil doesn't go after people he's not threatened by mm. it's the same thing in like amen like real life even people like people go after people because of jealousy of mm-hmm. their own personal issues like this the same concept with the devil like the devil goes after us because he knows God gave us a chance to get our heart rights to make heaven their home, and he doesn't have that option. Mm. And he know, he thinks that if if I break this one person, that'll break another person, and then mm. I'll break another person, and then I win. Like, God doesn't win, but we all know God, like, God has a victory in the end. Amen. Praise God. Your faith is just encouraging, and that's encouraging to say all that. Uh, but th- thank you, Ms. Lauren. Thank you for sharing your yeah, story. I think that's going to be impactful to a lot of women out there. Y'all, hey, y'all, check it out and listen to what Ms. <laughs> Lauren said. And uh, man, we're going to end it on that. And thank you for watching. Thank you again, Ms. Lauren, for being here. I'm your host, Casey Case, and this <laughs> is the other host. It's just Jesse. Just Jesse. <laughs> and we'll catch y'all on the next one. Thank you. People look at me like with hate at school. With hate. At yeah. hate. You know, they, they look at me with hate. Every time I'm at school, they they know me as the Christian kid now. Before, I used to be the football star, the one that, you know, used to be with all the girls and this and that. But now I turn into the Christian kid. You know what you're doing with your life, bro? You're messing it up. I know your dad. You're supposed to be just like him. You're not like him. I was like, I was like oh, dang, man. That man I think has this the Holy Ghost. Yeah, I know, right? That man has the Holy Ghost. So I was like, no, oh, I don't get it. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> no, funny, but, but I was like, I was like, dang, bro, I got to take this serious. I got a I got a word from Pastor Wanadiba. He told me that all hell is going to break loose yep. to put that fire out. Yep. The out the outward manifestation mm-hmm. will be the witnessing and street preaching. Mm. So witnessing has been has been the key.